Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. I'm surprised that, and this is not a a Russ personal thing, but this is just something I've noticed recently is there are a lot, and I've talked to some friends about this too. Like, I think there's a lot of people, and I'm surprised by it. I'm not surprised by the number of people who want to get in relationships right now coming off the pandemic because uh, like I was more thinking this first summer, where people were kind of just like, ah, we're kind of close to being done, even though the pandemic is still going on actively, um, that people would kind of just want to do their thing for a little bit. Whereas I've talked to friends who are just like, no, oh, like now I see what you mean. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they want to, they want to hit the streets as you would say. No, I, I thought that's how more people would be. Right. That's what you were expecting. So, we, but yeah, I'm, I'm finding more people than that people now want serious relationships. Yes, I'm more. I'm more surprised that that I've seen that a decent amount. Uh, and loneliness. Maybe I'm with. It was a lonely I, year. It was a lonely I, year. Yeah, I'm with Jason on lonely that. couple like, years. Yeah, I yeah. mean, a lot of a lot of those people that aren't or haven't aren't in a serious relationship were in a crib alone during that because we didn't know what was going on yeah. with with the pandemic. So I I perfectly understand why people want to. Be in long term relationships because that it felt like the end for you know like if it felt like World War Z like it was crazy out here and if you were you know if you so happened to have the improper uh, not improper the unfortunateness of being single and living alone for some people that takes like a big toll where you can even be with your parents because they are older and you don't know how that will work out or any uh, siblings or because you just don't want to spread things from house to house at that point. Like it was scary. And I can imagine that a lot of people were like, look, I've put off getting into something serious for long enough. The pandemic has changed me. I need to find my person or be connected with somebody because if that happens again, I don't know what what I do. So I I would I'm not surprised by that at all. And like for me, I and I think if you look at the the landscape of society as a whole, I would imagine that it's closer to what I thought than what I feel I have seen lately, um, where more people just I'm just happy to be out here and going out, not necessarily for anything serious. But yeah, I, I guess the part for me about people being interested in relationships isn't a a knock or anything like that. It's more just one of those things that you notice. And like it was it wasn't until I got confirmation from other people that they were seeing that in their individual dating lives where it's like, oh, OK, like 
And a lot of them give the explanation that Tony gives like for two years, we're like, I don't know if we're going to make it. <laughs> and obviously that's a very uh, extreme way to look at it. But I think in a lot of ways you're like, man, I, we were in the house for, you know, during lockdown two months I think it was three weeks for you, if I recall correctly. For that's not true. <laughs> don't, don't during that time. Don't. No, but I, I do think true. that I I kind of forget every now and then, like what that was really like, because we have restrictions in place still. Mm-hmm. There's still restrictions in place and things like that. Now there's still concern now, but we are kind of moving past it. You, you can forget, even though it was like two years ago, you can forget how locked down it was. It was so locked down. Russ, you came over from my house to my house for dinner, and we sat outside. We did, and not and not because it was nice. This was I can't remember if it was spring or fall, but um, it was or, like uh, in Chicago, spring or fall is really just winter. It was and like the week before I started working at the Sun Times. It was not warm enough to be sitting outside, whenever it was, and we did it anyway because it was. We were really uh, on alert about it then, and things have changed now. Tony, I don't think that was your experience of being alone. You were in a house full of five other people who were all waiting to see how soon you would move out <laughs> and are still waiting, still playing that game. Still waiting. Russ, do you think in his house they have a pool? Like, you know, one of those pools of like, when will a baby be born? Like a pool of when Tony will move out? Yeah. Somebody, somebody's like lost big money for moving out. Tony. <laughs> but uh, here's know. the thing. There's, there's more people that move, have moved into their house since somebody's right. last moved out. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I. I wasn't alone. Right. I was in the. Uh, you know. I still. I know what you meant. So yeah. I know yeah. what you meant. Yeah. But um. But yeah, I mean, I. I had intent that summer, to intentionally date for the first time in you know, ever. Um. I, but it just got kind of distorted with the pandemic. So I had intent before. Um. But I get how people can be like, man. I got to change my priorities a little bit for the, for the individual. Like, man, like I, I could just see, I could just see it. People would be like, nah, nah, that's for the birds. Like I, I, I I'm good. I can be, I can be with somebody. <laughs> How many old man sayings do you have? Bro, I, I, he been hanging around black people. Cause black people love saying something. That's for the birds. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm of the culture. I'm with it. <laughs> My, Ashley and I talk about dating all the time. Like we're fascinated by it as people who got together during a totally different era, like pre social media, pretty much pre, definitely pre dating apps. It would have been dating websites back then. And it, not many of them. And they were, it was like weird to me back then. If you heard people met online or something like that, and it's the opposite of weird now, now it's, the most sensible thing you could do probably if you want to meet somebody. I can't, I, w- I don't think I would just be, you know, out looking around anyway. I think, I think all of those things make a lot of sense to me now, but we feel so uh, removed and bewildered and also fascinated by that whole idea of what it would be like to be trying to do serious dating in 2022. Yeah. I, it's a, uh... It is definitely a good conversation to have. And, and like, I like getting people's perspectives on different things like that. But like, no, Tony's right. Like, I, I think for a lot of people, you, you, you decide that something is for the birds. <laughs> and then you, you, you say, look, I, I'm cool if other people want to do this. But for me, myself, 
I need to do this. And it's like, you, you understand it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, and it, and maybe, it, it maybe started in the winter where I first started to like see it, but like, it's definitely now like, no, this is a thing. Hmm. Well, we also kind of had our wild summer last summer, 2021. Last Didn't summer, we, de- we definitely thought the pandemic was over. Summer 2021. So I think maybe another factor might be people got it out of their system last year. Yeah, no, last year was, oh, man, it's over. Hooray. Yeah. And the numbers spike back up and they're like, oh. And then yep. this summer's like, listen, dog, the, the still here, but I, I kind of just want a while out. Yes. So I'm trying to get what? into some other diseases. You feel me? No, no, I, 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 don't, I don't feel you. I don't, I don't hear you. I don't understand you. All the different things that you say in the voice, I don't. I was mad that he was trampling my obvious start to the show that he should have anticipated. This is only the, like the 70th episode or something we've done together. What episode is this? 68. Uh, but then when I stopped to hear what he said, I loved it. It was hilarious. It was classic Tony Gill. It was everything that Tony Gill brings to our show. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure with my co-host Russ Dorsey and Tony Gill on the boards. Happy to have you guys with us this week. Uh, this is a Friday show. This is the first time in our history that we're coming out on any other day, but the day we had before. I'm not going to say it. It's the day that shall not be named because I don't want to <laughs> add to any confusion. <laughs> but this show used to come out on a particular day. We're done with that day. We're done. It's dead We've to us. We've broken up with that day. That's right. Tony, tell us how you feel about that day now. It doesn't even exist anymore. What is that? It doesn't even exist anymore. What comes after? I don't know. No, it's just Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then whatever. And now our show on Friday mornings. That's right. How do you feel about <laughs> Friday? Whatever. How do you feel about Friday mornings, Tone? Oh, it's lit. Super lit. The littest yeah. uh, day. Like, I'm the littest producer. Friday is the littest day. Yeah. I, w- I will say, I like with the Friday drop... Good things happen on Friday, right? Like, sure. Usually, you you, you get paid on Fridays. Mm-hmm. That's right. Pie drops Friday, so you can get you gonna look at that direct deposit, see that it hit, be very excited. We're gonna be very excited on whatever we're talking about on the pie, yeah. and then you can just go into your weekend, listen to the podcast on a drive, maybe on your walk, do whatever you got to do, um, and then take us into your work week. We will never again be on. Be releasing on the day when you are most broke. Mm. Ever again. Mm. He's not Ever wrong. Mm. So He's now wrong. you'll now like you will wake up on Friday mornings. Tony's pointing at his head as though that's a great idea. Nobody can see you, of mm. course. Giving out bars. Still, bars, Jason. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. Almost almost yelled you, out like I was in church. Preach. <laughs> Russ, you will wake up on Friday mornings. Not every Friday, I guess, unless you get paid weekly. I used to have a job where I got paid weekly. I kind of liked that. But at, every other Friday, at worst, you will wake up to this show and money in your bank account, which is great. We wanted to be on Fridays all the time. Sometimes, you know, there's changes to something, time slots, whatever, and you have to try to play it off like it's a good thing, even though it was something that was forced on you. This is the opposite. We, we Really, what was forced on us was kind of the old day. The old day was the best we could do, given some constraints that we were facing Schedule wise, and we would have wanted to, it to have come out on Friday mornings. That is prime time. 
Friday mornings, you know, is really when you want to be releasing a podcast if you're a weekly podcast. So now we come out on the perfect day, perfect time. You guys will get that going into your weekend. You'll have it for Friday commute. First thing Friday morning, you can count on that. The real ones know, as Tone likes to say, that you could even maybe get it like late, late, late Thursday night because we actually do put them out the night before. But basically Friday mornings, you'll be able to get the show for your commute, for your weekend. You know, you're doing stuff around the house, doing stuff around the yard, going for a bike ride. Whatever it is you're doing, you will have our show going into the weekend, going into football weekends, come the fall, Russ. And it's really, really good. We're really happy about it. We also have a new partnership coming out next week that we're very excited about that we uh, couldn't be happier about as far as good partner to work with and great for you guys. We are still in business with our wonderful partner, Sheets and Giggles, and they... Uh, present our show. They do everything. Russ, you know, there's inflation and everything and everything. The price keeps going up. Sheets and Giggles. We're not raising the price on our show, even with it coming out on Friday mornings. And Sheets and Giggles is one of the reasons why, because they sponsor our show. They're good to us. You guys have been great to them. Everybody wins in this because we love our Sheets sheets and Giggles. Sheets, 100% eucalyptus, super soft, super comfortable, just awesome in the summertime. And we have heard nothing but good things from the vast legion of our listeners that have bought sheets at sheets and giggles yeah our show is uh still free 99 that's right (laughs) but sheets and giggles fridays yes even on fridays when you get paid like we don't charge you we don't ask for your direct deposit uh we just ask for the the download and the subscription um but yeah this they sheets and giggles obviously helps keep the lights on at sports adjacent um and this new partner we think this could be a solid partnership for a long long time and um it's a brand that people enjoy that people like that people will want to be a part of and it's the reason that we want to be you know partnered with them so we're, we're excited for this um we think you guys are going to really love it it's one it's something that like you're going to want to tell your friends about and your friends are going to want to tell other friends about yeah. as we continue to grow our podcast we can't say it because it's not official yet. We haven't launched it yet, but it, it's a brand that you know. You're yes. gonna be sh- you're gonna be delightfully surprised by how big this brand is. But uh, sheets and giggles. Russ is mouthing something wildly inappropriate. Uh, no, they're a large brand. Okay, an enormous brand. Okay, speaking of a enormous, hefty brand. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA and you'll get $23 off your order of the best, most amazing, softest, most comfortable sheets you'll ever have. No promo code needed. Just go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA and you'll automatically get $23 off applied at checkout. A beefy brand. You want to just keep chiming in with those? Yeah, whenever. Well, you can go, but I'm going to keep throwing things in. Tony, what happened here? What's going on with your headphones? They look askew. Is some of the foam missing on the sides of these? Yeah, some of the foam's missing. The, these headphones been through been, been through the trenches. When Stammy was in the trap with me, these are, these are my, my my earliest headphones when I was when I was in getting it out the mud. You understand me? <laughs> well, why don't Why don't you have good ones though? Oh, these are good though. These these are Bose. I, still, I just got to replace the foam part. But yeah, these these are are top of the line right here, man. I invested. Nah. That's it. You know, a couple paychecks and easy for me. No, you say you say bows, but they look like right now. Oh. Um, they are. It's only a, been ran through by me. Don't distract my headphones, Russ. <laughs> um, this new brand that we're working 
uh, working with a. <laughs> I just swore on accident. That was like a Chris Cody when we brought yes. him on to promote Sheets and Giggles, and he just blurts out <laughs> and giggles. Um, they are a substantial brand. Substantial. Okay, you want you just keep keep coming up with synonyms for this. A jumbo brand. Okay, plus size. <laughs> no. <laughs> Does that not work? Mm, okay. A, a hulking brand. Tone, where did you leave your real headphones? These are my real headphones. These are the ones this I is use not what all you, the time. No, this is, there's no way this is what you intended to work with. Where, like, you are an audio professional. Mm-hmm. You got on me when we started the show about how I needed to have proper headphones and a mm-hmm. proper microphone. Mm-hmm. And you you can tell me those are bows all you want, but they look like you, they don't even look like you bought them secondhand. They look like you found them. Those headphones look like you found them somewhere. No, no, I had these for like five or six years. Um, these are dope. I love these headphones. And your microphone, I also, I'm also going to out you for this. I want you to tell the people why you don't have your microphone. I do have a microphone. No, why nah, don't you not have no. your good microphone? The also, this is this is that the, you love so much. <laughs> well, this one costs uh, the one I'm currently using costs uh, almost triple the amount that costs. Oh, so uh, what a flex! Okay, <laughs> you know it's funny. I w- I would actually rather him use the one he's using than the snowball. Yeah, I've been using this one for like the last what, like six or seven episodes or something like that. Yeah, I use that. The, the snowball is great, but I use it for more travel and incident instances because I could just boop plug that thing right in. We good to go. But if I have time to set up. This is getting used. Tony did a really nice thing, and he let our guest co-host from was it last month or the month before? He let Herb Howard borrow his microphone, and it was an elaborate transportation arrangement where the microphone got to me because Tony and I hang out, and then it got to Herb Howard because I see him at Hallis Hall, and then it got back to me at Hallis Hall. Finally, gets back to Tony Mm -hmm. in theory. He doesn't have it right now, so you can guess the ending of the stories that he doesn't have it. Finally gets back to Tony when we have dinner at Russ's house just this past Saturday, this past weekend. I bring it in a bag so that it's safe and so that it doesn't get dropped anywhere or my kids don't spill, you know, Capri Sun on it or something. And in large capital letters, Russ can, <laughs> Russ can see the bag right now. Yeah. It, it, it says in large capital letters, Tony Gill. Not to be confused with any other Tony. And I brought this to Tony. I pointed it out to him. I, I showed him the capital letters on it. And then he left it at Russ's house where it still lives to this day. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my microphone is going to have a story to tell, you know, been through a lot, seen a lot of things, a lot of people putting their lips on it and whatnot. <laughs> been, in, been in a couple abodes. Oh. If that microphone could talk, that microphone's going to stay at Russ's house. Oh, if that microphone could come oh, on here and tell man. stories. Oh, no. Oh. Just just don't use it as a, as a orifice. Whoa, tone. Yo. Also. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Tony, no. Russ, is your, is your love life possibly as wild as Tony imagines it? And uh, would you want it to be? Uh. And so yeah, that's what uh that's what it's like to be one Russ Dorsey. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Thank you.
All right, so I come on this podcast each week, and I know it, it, it. Sometimes it might come off like I'm a dog hater. I'm really not, but the people that own dogs make me angry a lot of the time. Uh, and so I, I'm coming up the elevator at my building, right? Just go to get the mail. We had some packages, and um, when I was downstairs, I see a, a lady, her um, significant other, and a baby carrier. But I'm behind them. And so I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, man, like, yeah, it's a, a baby um, in there. And so mm-hmm. then the elevator comes down to the first floor. I get in first. I hit my floor. Then the lady gets in. She hits their floor. And then the guy gets in uh, with the stroller. And so I'm expecting to look down and see a beautiful baby in the stroller. But to my surprise, when I look up after looking at my phone and look over, I see not a baby, but a dog. <laughs> when I tell you the temperature in my body increased at least 10 degrees. Here's my thing, bro. The good Lord wouldn't have given dogs four legs to not walk. So why then do we have to put them in a stroller like they are a toddler and push them around? That would be jarring if you thought you were about to look at I literally I literally thought I was going to see a beautiful baby and yeah. I look at a dog. There would be a, a split second there where you thought you were looking at some kind of like dog baby like the old National Enquirers at the checkout. Tony, go ahead and say what you wanted to say cuz I know what you're going to say. I mean, what if you what if it was a baby and it just so happened to be look every baby is it's Stop. Tony, shut up. I, I'm just saying. We all I didn't realize cute. people did that in Chicago. I thought that was almost exclusively like a Miami and Los Angeles thing because I've seen it often in both of those places. I have not really seen that in Chicago. Is that that's just a thing now? That's what everybody does. Jason, that put, I, do they sell strollers specifically for dogs, or do you get a baby? Jason, I, Jason, I promise you, th- I've seen that stroller for a child, large stroller. Okay, I'm like beautiful lady handsome enough dude and stroller and I get in thinking I'm going to see a kid and I see a dog. I was so outdone. They get <laughs> off the elevator. They even, they even said bye and I'm going to say goodbye, but it's just like they have a dog with legs. Like if the dog didn't have legs or the dog had an effed up leg, that's one thing. But bro, dog had four legs and you're pushing around the stroller. Community members? They were not. Here we go. Here we go. That's the, that's the question I thought he was going to ask first. Tony, for any part of the audience that doesn't understand what you mean by that, why? What? what why are you asking that every time? Oh, I just got every story we talk about. Temp- temperature check on the on the community. Temperature. See see if things are changing or shifting in a way that that I don't notice. But uh, no, no, no. It's still the same. Still, still the same. All right. The, we're here now, so I'm just going to go into it. Um, so I, another thing I've seen is people painting dogs' claws. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't like this either. Uh, you explain to me because I feel like I'm, I'm hating. See, um, you, get, you get a lot of blowback for this that I think for some of your dog opinions that I think I'm a dog owner. And Tony is, too. But I think that you get some blowback for some of these opinions. That's not fair. Because I think there are people that love dogs, that are crazy about dogs. Yeah. And then there are probably people that really, really don't like dogs and are, like, afraid of dogs. 
you fall into this category of just, it's just not your thing. Yeah. You don't have anything against dogs. You've been to my, you're allergic, which is, which is a barrier anyway, but you've been to my house and been around my dogs and you've been perfectly pleasant that like, you don't have a problem with dogs, even though you are not a dog person. Right. But you just see this, you, you see so clearly what I also see is let the dogs do dog things. The yes. dogs don't need to do people things. Yes. Such as ride in a stroller, get their nails painted. Tony and I were out to uh, lunch or breakfast once in the city, and we saw, Tony, you remember we saw this guy in West Loop. He was walking, and the dog was walking next to him carrying a, a bag, like a paper bag with food in it. And it's like, okay, great, like, you know. Look at me, look at me, whatever. Uh, dogs don't want to go in any, do any of these things that are non-dog things. Dogs don't want to go to the airport and fly on planes. I can promise you that. I saw a dog take a giant, uh, well, they, it did what dogs do in the middle of the Fort Lauderdale airport once. And the owners were just like shocked. They just couldn't, be- oh, they couldn't believe that uh, that Butch had done that. Not Butch. <laughs> oh, you know, that's, that's one of the things, that's one of the things people always say with their dog misbehaves in any way. They're like, oh, he never does that. <laughs> oh, he's somebody never done that before. Really? This is the maul first time. somebody. This he's is a historic event. Skin. I don't I don't put I don't put anything past my dogs. I don't I don't trust my dogs. And my dogs are really <laughs> nice. My dogs they they haven't they haven't bitten anybody's in their existence, but that don't mean they're not capable of it. There you go. No they I, have teeth, I, don't I, they? I, I think um Siegfried and Roy, uh, they don't think they thought the Tigers would chew their faces off. Russ, that had never happened. They had never done anything like that before. Oh, but I forgot they they weren't Tigers before they got with. Until they did. Siegfried and Roy, yeah. (laughs) I just don't, I don't, I'm not in with uh, dogs doing things that are not dog things. I I don't think that any dog wants to have its nails painted or have its fur dyed a different color. Like, I don't think the dogs want that. I think if they could Are talk, pro- which is every dog lover's dream, that the dog could talk to them, the dog would say, I'm not interested in this. Are you pro-dog clothes, too? Or no. anti-dog clothes? No. I mean, if you were to tell me that your dog needed it because your dog you know, is from a tropical climate or it doesn't have a lot of fur and it's winter up here. So sometimes when you walk the dog, you put some kind of clothing on it. Fine. But no, I don't dress up my dog and I don't, I don't approve of my wife and daughters dressing up the dog either. Well, some of them have functional use like uh, thunder, thunder vests or firework vests um, for dogs with anxiety or just not fond of loud sounds. They got the vests and then like on hot days, uh, or really, really cold days, you got to protect the paw pads. You know, got to put something. You know, if you're gonna go for a walk, got to put something over there. Yes, I, I, I believe in those because, like, especially here in Chicago, you got salt down. You don't want it to burn through the dog's uh, paws. That I, I hear that that happens, um, and or ice or whatever. Like, so I don't want the dog's paws to get messed up. But yeah, man, there was just the the thing in the elevator today was just like it's it's. Come on, bro. Like, the, the dog has legs. Dog has legs. Tony, let's talk about the Drake album like you wanted to. Did you like the Drake album? No. Okay. Uh, Russ, did you like the Drake album? Personally, no. Also, no. Okay. Let's call bullshit. This 
is bullshit. Time to call out the world's hypocrisies with bullshit. High quality bullshit. <laughs> World class designer bullshit. To be sure. Bullshit. Presented by Sheets and Giggles. They just say whatever they think will interest the audience or make it appear that they know what they're talking about. And what comes out is bullshit. I have technically heard the Drake album twice, and I remember nothing about it. Yeah, man. I don't. I would have liked a warning, you know, some sort of warning, you know, before popping it in, and and just being utterly shocked about it. Just a warning that it was going to be uh, nondescript and forgettable, or <laughs> I mean, perfect title, right? Honestly, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just All right, that that doesn't count as your bullshit though. You have to have a different one tone. I call bullshit is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles, our partner. Uh, you can go to sheetsgiggles.com/sa, and you don't even need a promo code. If you go to that link, sheetsgiggles.com/sa, you'll automatically get twenty three dollars off applied to your cart at checkout. The sheet set is their like number one seller, their number one product. We all have it on our beds. It's the one hundred percent eucalyptus sheet super soft they all look really good too um, you can get it in 11 different colors it'll fit your bed so well so well and it'll do other things so well so well according to tone uh you can get comforters there duvets duvet covers throw blanket comes in four different colors you can go to build your bundle and pick all the different things you want and if you go to sheetsgiggles.com slash sa you'll get 23 dollars off your cart with no promo code needed. Tone, what do you want to call bullshit on this week? Matt Eberflus. Oh, of course. Here we go. Right. Okay. Why? You didn't even talk this week. The Bears are on break. What is there to call bullshit on? So, you you would think there wasn't because he didn't talk this week. But I'm on him. I see what he's doing. I see what he's up to. So, this week there was an article. There was, a, there was an article. Uh, a report uh, made that Matt Eberflus... Uh, is fully diving in into reaching out to a former Chicago Bears to speak to his team. Uh, it said so far, he said he's reached out to over 30 former players. Mayberflus, there's got to be okay, that some. Sounds like a, that sounds like a good thing. There's got to be some better use of your time, bro. Like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? You're reaching out, like you're reaching out to essentially, and I'm being brutally honest here. You're reaching out to losers. Nobody oh, has ever won anything here. What coach are you trying to set a culture of not winning? Because if you're doing that, that's I mean, I, I, that's perfectly fine. But there's got to be a better way to go about building a culture than reaching out to guys that have never won anything as you try to get to a place that they have never been. So, dude, it's like, come on, man. It's like, it's not that serious. I, I you think Eddie Jackson cares really about whatever former player? Do you think they know who these people are? These young dudes? Like, I, Yes. They don't. They don't care. They don't Tony, care. He's not, br- he's, he's not bringing in Kyle Orton. Like, they had Peanut Tillman talk to the rookies at minicamp. And, yes, I think they'd be impressed by that. Now, I would think bringing in Charles Tillman would work at multiple things because he works for the feds, and he could be like, hey, you know, we watching out here. Don't be up to no good, no shenanigans. <laughs> that works because that's practical. That's something that they can carry on. But, like, 30? Like, 30? Like, I, I just don't see. I don't see a use for it. Like, it, it, it's just weird. It's just weird. I'd be like, all right, man, enough with the the, the former players. Like every week. Like, what? What is this? 
What is this? What is what is this school? What's this bring a bring a parent to work day? <laughs> like I'm an adult. I don't do my job. Then leave me alone, man. So yeah, Mabel Blues. Call bullshit on you, sir. I'm on to you. Yes, Russ. I uh I don't have a comment. I just I just don't. So is this day two of the downfall of Van Eberflus, according to you, Tom? Day two. I'm watching him. Okay. All right. So to recap, just to be clear, this guy's been the coach for like five or six months, hasn't coached a game, has run a handful of practices, hasn't had any big, embarrassing public moment of any kind, and you, you're you certain that this is you, – you, why are you so against him? Just as a person, not as, as the head coach of the Bears. <laughs> As a person, okay, all right. I don't know if he's a good coach or not. He, if I'm Michael Scott, he I'm, is my. I'm Toby. open-minded about it. He is my Toby. Why are you the way you? No, are? I get that. I, I get that. I get that. But I just, I there's no. You've given no credible basis for that. Did Michael Scott have one for Toby? Why do you not want to do like I do and just kind of like evaluate it as it goes? Go into it with an open mind and see whether he's a good coach or not. I mean, he's coached like four weeks of OTAs. This is this is this is this is not business. This is strictly personal. So that's worse. That makes it that's worse weird. and weird. Russ, do you have something you want to call bullshit on? Tony Gill. Tony's hatred of Tony's irrational and unfounded hatred of Matt Eberflus. This is just personal. He, it's not business. Someone that he personal. first heard of six months ago. Just personal. You know what problem? You know what problem with Tony doing these? People think he's serious. People well, don't might, understand. Uh, people don't understand. He's serious though. He people might don't be. Under, but people don't understand that Tony is not a a, a real media member. But they take what he says as well, that. That part's true. I think they take what he says as that, and then they yeah. yell at us on social for having him on here. I think it's you like, got bro, there. he doesn't. You, were, you Go eventually got there where uh, he is serious. I think he means it, but uh, he is also not a serious media member. Correct. <laughs> None of this is real, though. It's all theatrics with Tony. That's my thing. I, like, oh, I think he, 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 he. I think he would say this to you. Yeah, yeah, he might say it, but he knows that it's 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 baseless. He knows the things that he says stir people up. That's why he says them. Tony, I mean, see, you no, know, no, this hatred is, is this, real in his heart, Russ. It's just, real. Like, wait, what, what are you doing, man? Bruce Lewis? Just, just culture team. Oh my god! <laughs> like these men, hey, these, these men that have, that have given their their bodies to the game, they don't want to come back to it. They just hey, want to be with their families. Talking, keep it. See, keep talking that mess. If he had come out and said what Tony's saying right now. If he had come out and said, I'm not calling any former players because they're all losers, as Tony Gill said, which, Go by the way, there's, there's, there's plenty of the championship team around that can come in and talk. And there's plenty of players like Charles Tillman who are very accomplished and we're on some good teams. But if he said, I'm not bothering with any of the legacy, any of the history, any of the former players, because uh, this franchise never wins. So, you, Tony, you'd be blasting him for that. Maybe. We you would, would go on and you would never Google know. 85 Bears roster because you probably don't know many of those guys. And you would start reading off, oh, you don't want Mike Singletary? Russ, do you have something you want to call bullshit on? Besides Tony, yeah. Uh, I also have a repeat offender. The PGA Tour. Uh, oh, again, gonna, yeah. Is going to be my uh, recipient of bullshit this week. So 
we've discussed on our show at length about the go- ongoing feud between mm-hmm. the PGA Tour and the Live Golf Tour. Uh, big news this week was that major, major name. Like, they had some guys going over to the Live Golf Tour, you know, guys from Europe, guys from South Africa, um, obviously Phil Mickelson. And we, you know, Phil has, uh, you know, he doesn't have the necessarily the reputation that he once did in the sport. But Bryson DeChambeau, but Brooks Kepka is joining the Live Golf Tour, uh, came out this week. And I think for me, the thing I'm calling bullshit on for the PGA Tour is they've seen the disruption that the Live Golf Tour has caused by the insane amount of money and purses for winning different tournaments. And now, after seeing some of their the, their biggest names in their sport go over there, announced that uh, they will be $54 million in purse increases for eight existing tournaments. They also instituting a few new tournaments that are no-cut tournaments, which is a big um, benefit of the Live Golf Tour, where you don't get cut. You know you're going to play in the tournament. You're going to get paid regardless, which is why a lot of golfers want to go over there. Um, besides the monster uh, purse, if you win the the whole thing. Um, the PGA Tour is shook by oh, this. Yeah. Like they, they talk a good game like, oh, we'll never do this and that. You feel a way because once you take a top five golf in the world like Brooks Kepka away, now there's a ripple effect that goes through the PGA Tour. And I think it was felt already before that guy goes over there. But you got start getting names like Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka, Ian Poulter. Like these are real golfers. Like this isn't just Phil and Phil wanting to make a lot of money. This is like a guy who's won majors who many times has been the world number one. Tony, do you want to uh, drop in your ever present Phil Mickelson take here? Oh yeah, I mean Phil needs the money. I mean he's and admitted, uh, <laughs> and admitted uh, having having an addiction to the gambling, and he needs his money, man. So I mean I get it, I get it. Like you're not being, you're not getting notoriety for being a professional golfer. Like nobody's coming up to you like, oh man, like except Tiger, you know, like it's not a big deal if you're a professional golfer. So I, if the thing, I was just I was just looking for you to drop your line about like, being a wild Jason, boy because you're you're incorrect on most of it. Um, nobody care about golfers. Like get out of here. Yes, Jason, they do. Just you, Jason. Don't. No, nobody cares. Russ, it, it's it, Russ. It's it's my tr- bullshit. Thanks, Russ. It's true. It's true what you're saying though because the PGA's line has now become uh, about their purity. That oh, if this is an arms race, and oh, if you just want the money, which uh, guess what, all yes. these guys do. That's why they're yes. doing it. Well, then we can't compete. What we have is true golf, pure golf, you know, the heart of golf, things like that. That's what they're going. Oh, we can't, a little old us, we can't compete financially. I mean, nobody that wants the money is going to be swayed by that whatsoever. This is, this is by far the most I've ever heard you talk about golf. I think this is like post Tiger Woods. This is the most, this is, has to be the most interested you've ever been in golf. But I mean, it's, but it's inner. It's entertaining, but it's also like interesting to see somebody rival a major sports league, right? Like nobody's ever pushed back against the NCAA, although people have threatened it all the time, but nobody's done it. Um, 
now you have somebody that had the financial backing to say, hey, we're going to have start something to rival the existing faction and we're going to poach guys from that league, that tour. And it worked. Yeah. And it is working and will continue to work. Yeah. Uh, Russ, I'm going to call bullshit on Dollar Tree. You ever been to a Dollar Tree? I've been to Dollar Tree once or twice. Yeah, I went in a Dollar Tree recently, and I don't think that they should be allowed to call it Dollar Tree anymore if everything costs a dollar twenty-five. The government needs to make them call it Dollar Twenty-Five Tree. That makes more sense to me. I think this is grossly false advertising to call it Dollar Tree now. You weren't a you weren't a business major, were you, Jason? I think whoever's running Dollar Tree wasn't because. Dollar Tree, everything should cost a dollar. That's their whole novelty. And I did some research on this, by the way. I did some research. Dollar Tree was founded a long time ago. And their founder, one of their co-founders, said that, quote, the dollar-only concept was sacred. It was everything. Hmm? Um, so, Jason, I was a marketing major. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, what about Dollar Twenty Five Tree makes you want to go in there? That's the point. That's the point is if you want to change your price from a dollar to a dollar 25, then you should pay the price of having to call yourself dollar 25 tree. Dollar tree is the more attractive name. Yeah, but it, but it's, it's a lie. Go in there and find me something that costs a dollar. You can't, it's a lie. Jason, that that's life anyway is full of lies. Well, that doesn't make it right. All right. Apology accepted. I see that you've come around. <laughs> no, okay. I haven't. I haven't come around. In your heart, you have. You're not saying that. Nope, but I can tell. I can tell by your eyes what you really mean. What you're really saying is, yeah, that's right. No, what Stick I'm it to the is, man. Stick it to Dollar Tree. What I'm saying is, in I second. too, Russ Dursey. If I was, <laughs> if I still had to shop at Dollar Tree, I would be appalled by things costing a dollar twenty-five. I don't even like that they they go right up to the line so you can't add it simply because it should just be like a dollar tax included. So maybe everything needs to cost like 91 cents and then, you know, the tax gets thrown in because I want to be able to grab eight things at Dollar Tree, Dollar Tree, and know that it's going to cost $8. They end up getting, you know, way too much math when you got to do dollar twenty five plus dollar twenty. Go ahead. All right. So a couple questions. I haven't been to a, a, a Dollar Tree in at least five years. Mm-hmm. So what nice were humble, you in there? Nice humble brag. Nice humble brag. No, no, it's not a humble brag. Oh, I'm proud of you. Real proud you of you. No, stating a fact. You want me to lie and say, oh, yeah, I go to Dollar Tree all the time. That's not true. I don't. Um, what were you buying in Dollar Tree? Well, you got to understand I have children. I have uh, an 11-year-old and an 8-year-old. And to children, Dollar Tree is like the perfect place if everything costs a dollar. Dollar twenty-five tree, maybe not so appealing to the kids. But, you know, when you're a kid... If you have $10 in your pocket, you feel like you're rich. And when you go into Dollar Tree, you feel like you're really rich. The kids love Dollar Tree, man. Okay. I won you over. I knew I would. No, you didn't. You didn't. I call bullshit. It's brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA, and you can automatically get $23 off your cart at checkout when you go via our link. You don't need a promo code. You can get the sheet set. You can get comforter, duvet, duvet cover, all the good stuff they have over there. 100% eucalyptus, silky smooth, sheetsgiggles.com slash SA.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Would you guys do a celebrity uh, boxing match? Not, no, no chance in hell. No, I would get pummeled by anybody. Not for the money. I'm handsome. For the money. If we do a local sports celebrity celebrity boxing match. Would I do celebrity boxing? I'm... Wait, is it headgear and stuff? No. Well, it shouldn't be. We, we got to get the most money. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I'm handsome, so no. Right. And I, my face is on TV, so I kind of it's kind of important for me to not get hit in the face. I mean, it'd be or funny. Or get a tooth knocked out. Can you imagine? No, can you imagine Russ oh. talking about some serious topic, some important topic on the show? <laughs> He's got like a busted lip and a black eye. He's like really making solid oh, points. Oh, oh, first of all, don't, don't make it sound like I went in the ring and got my ass whooped because that wouldn't happen either. Now, no, I didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't say that. I'm just saying stuff happens. In the we've talked. Now. We've talked about my fighting exploits on here. As a, I don't, as a, I don't as, think as Tony was impressed by that. I don't think Tony was impressed by your resume. I think t- Tony's got Gordon putting you on your back, man. That's my guy. I wouldn't fight Gordon. Also. <laughs> I uh, of the of the Chicago if we let's do this cuz in the Chicago sports media scene um there are a few people like I would want to see do celebrity boxing okay one is Kendall Gill cuz Kendall been waiting to get in the ring with somebody that's he a, really want to get in the ring with Jake Paul that's a former pro athlete right but I think Kendall's the only one who has unless somebody else out here actually trains to box Mm-hmm. I, I don't know anybody who should fight Kendall. It's like if it's just a fun for charity thing, mm-hmm. I wouldn't go and take my ass in there against Kendall. David Hall. <laughs> Ooh, you know what would be a good one? We got to get Cap in there, my guy. Mm-hmm. Cap, Cap would be a punch. Cap could. Cap would would bring the heavy hitters who would donate to charity out too. Mm-hmm. Like people would want to see that one. Um, <laughs> okay, this started as like just this wacky passing idea that Tony. But had. I mean, now, the, the, now, but now the longer I think now, about it, I'm, yeah, you're starting to plan it now. You're starting to plan it. Well, I, would, yeah. I think I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fight because you're not gonna hit Russell Dorsey in the face. Um, we've covered but it. yes, we've covered. But it. but I could be the the ringside announcer guy. Yeah. I could do that for like the ref or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, oh, oh man, you you know the the video of the ref see the brothers getting punched in the face is make the faces. That's me in the celebrity <laughs> boxing match. Um, so we gotta get Cap in there. Okay, uh, Lawrence Burn Lawrence would I think Lawrence could 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 throw a couple turn a couple over. Uh, Bernstein, we'll get Bernstein in there. Bernstein would never. <laughs> I would want to see it though. It's not about if you do it. It's just what I would want to see. Mike Mulligan um, is a mammoth. Mully? He put the paws on somebody. Hmm. Dan Pompey looks like he could still throw a punch. Who in all right, so let's go beat by beat. Okay. Because I actually I think I actually think we found a very solid topic here. Um so Bears beat. Mm-hmm. I think Jason, I don't know that Jason. May, I don't know that, you can excuse yourself, ahead. Jason, if if it's too close. Me and me and Russ can handle. <laughs> well, uh, no, I'm trying to think of who in there do I imagine would be a good fighter. Uh, Dan oh, her. Dan Pompey still looks like he's in very good shape. Yes. Um, like he could throw hands. Yeah. Herb Howard. I don't know. I I'm guessing you know a lot of people could do something if they had to, but Herb doesn't strike me as someone that would want to fight. Herb is uh, very laid back. I don't think he has a quick trigger. Hmm. I'd go Dan Pompey. I feel like Dan Pompey could do it. Okay. Okay. Biggs. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Who? Uh, oh, no, Cal- Cali. <laughs> Easy. Cali. On the Bears beat? Done. <laughs> We're counting that as the, the Bulls and the White Sox beat. Yes, Cowie. Okay. He's the representative for both the Bulls and the White Sox beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maddie Lee on the Cubs beat. Maddie is definitely throwing hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, uh, Gordon, Gordon is the Gordon. The Gordon hands is throwing. Fire. Yeah, he's throwing hands. Gordon is Gordon is a hands, hands fire on the Cubs beat. Uh, as far as celebrity boxing goes, if we're gonna pick a representative, um, him or, or Jesse Rogers. Would be good in the the celebrity boxing ring. Jared Payton, the Cubs beat. Jared might give somebody the business. Jared's still in shape. Jared could, but Jared is like seems like one of the last people that would. No, he's super nice. But, he greets, but here's my thing: he greets not, everyone with a hug. Everyone. Here's my thing: it's not about being angry though. That's the part you're missing. It's about it's That's a true, celebrity it's boxing. boxing. Sort of, it's boxing. It's, it's like, like who do I think will be you're entertaining right. in a two or three round? Two yeah, minute right. boxing event. It's not about who is a psychopath and would put hands on people. <laughs> it's just like who do I want to see a boxing ring? Um, Potsy has snuffed somebody, definitely. Potsy's got that old man strength. I think. Yeah, yeah. he snuffed somebody on the low. Somebody, will, somebody will discredit him because he's an older gentleman, but he definitely snuffed somebody on the low. <laughs> this is good. Okay, um, so we did the White Sox beat, Cubs beat, mm-hmm. Bears beat. Blackhawks beat Mark Lazarus. No, Phil Thompson. Phil Thompson. Phil okay. Thompson, my man. Phil. Yeah. Although, um, my guy Ben Pope, he might have reach on somebody because mm. Ben's very tall. He's lanky. So he, you get, you get one from Ben, and you'd be on the mat. Uh, the I'll take columnist beat. I'll take Darnell Mayberry from the from the board. From the, over Cali or against Cali? Darnell will be my will be my nomination. Okay, if Cali's my Bulls nomination. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Hmm. Columnists in town. 
Hmm. Sully. Oh, would love to see Sully in a box, a celebrity boxing. Oh, oh. because you think he'd be good or because you think he'd be bad? I can't because tell I think it would be. I think Sully would like do it. Oh, okay. All right. I think Sully would do it. He'd be like, sure, why not? Okay. <laughs> um. Do we yeah. Have, should we do a women's division just to keep it equal? Yeah, I, I don't want to seem like I'm. I, you you got to you, you trying to do the? Is should we do this or not? Um. <laughs> that is the title of this episode. This episode is called "Should We Do, Should this? We do this?" Mm. Um, so Maddie Lee, I feel like Layla. I feel like Layla. Layla, oh, no, Layla, Layla, feel like oh my god, like Layla, Layla hands in the celebrity yeah. boxing. I bet Layla. Oh. I, I bet Layla wins the whole tournament. Yeah, Maddie. Maddie Lee would be in there laughing the whole time, <laughs> not throw one punch because she think the whole thing is so funny. Mm-hmm. What charity does all this money go to, Russ? I mean, we can figure one out. There are a lot charity. of good charities in the city. I need, I need one cut out. off the top. Don King. <laughs> Tony, you're not taking anything off the top. <laughs> you're, lucky, you're lucky if we let you in the, the celebrity box. I just set this up. I just set this up. I set this, I this whole thing. I know. You should have got something to write it. <laughs> <laughs> So, no, I thought of this, Russ, today while I was uh, raiding our pantry in the kitchen of all the things my kids have. And I ate like three packs of Gushers, which, again, hey, Gushers is probably like the premium. Do you guys did you guys grow up calling them fruit snacks? Is that the generic term? No. So there's fruit snacks and then there's fruit Gushers. They're not the same. OK, but that fruit snacks pack- are like the Welsh's fruit snacks. OK. And then you have the fruit gushers, which were like the elite. The, you, we talked about yes. the the, uh, the school lunch stock market on here. Gushers, a lot of value in the food okay. uh, trade market. I didn't know if I was the only one. But when we were kids, for example, we called anything in that category, anything that was in the foil package and fruit flavored and chewy, we called it fun fruits. Okay. And I think people call it fruit snacks mostly. But I was just yes. wondering. Of, the, of those two, Yes. Yeah. So Tony, you still eat stuff like this probably. You and, and I understand. Like I still have cravings for these things. Again, I rated my kids gushers today. Um, are there other things from your childhood that you still crave? And even if you don't eat on a regular basis, Russ, like you would be thrilled if you found it. Like if you were at my house, because yeah. I have young kids, and you were like, ah, I need, I'm hungry. I just I need something to eat. And I was like, just look in the pantry. And you went yeah. in there and found a fruit roll up. Oh. Done. Oh, done. Okay. Down in it. Fruit by the foot. Down in it. Getting swallowed. Um, oh, jeez. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, if you had the uh, brown sugar and cinnamon pop tart, yes, crushing them. But objectively, like if you if you saw that, if you saw a cinnamon pop tart mm-hmm. just sitting there, you'd be like, you you've had much better food than this. Then a brown sugar and cinnamon pop tart. Yeah. Like that's this isn't that good, but you love it for some reason because no. you have this childhood attachment to it, and I do too to that exact so, pop tart. When, so, when I hear pop tart, yeah. when I hear pop tart, that's the flavor of pop tart. If someone just yes. says, "Hey, do you want a pop tart?" I assume it must be just like with Gatorade. I assume it must be the lemon lime Gatorade. So that's for me, 
I would still eat a. I think I think brown sugar cinnamon pop tarts are like great still. To I think the one to more like you're talking about is the. I haven't had a fruit roll up in easily over a decade, mm-hmm. and maybe closer to fifteen years than a decade. I assume they still make them. Likely, yes. Yeah, yeah. in stores. <laughs> Tony, Tony buys them. Tony's <laughs> like, yeah, I went like two days ago. What you mean? In this desk drawer right here. They're so, in my pockets right now. So there was, you know, it's crazy. Like I eat, I live by myself. I do all my grocery shopping, mm-hmm. and it's different as an adult. Where it's like, man, I could buy all the snacks that yes. I, my parents used to tell me I couldn't yeah. have. That's why uh, my wife doesn't let me buy the groceries. That exact thing. That's I. Yeah. I couldn't live as a single person buying the own my own groceries. Like I need that check of my wife's gonna see whatever I drag into the house when I get home. Like, uh, like me and my brother. You remember Heinz did a uh, purple and blue ketchup for a little bit. Like we wanted that. My parents weren't going because it was more expensive. Uh, we were. We wanted the crustless bread. Oh my good! All the kids for uh, six months had the crustless bread. Um, nah, it there was a ton of stuff out there where it's like, wow. When I turn to an adult, I'm gonna buy all of this, and then now right. I just walk past it in the store. I'll show them. Yeah. Do you, uh, you uh, fancy yourself a mac and cheese connoisseur? I do. It's a in savant, your Twitter profile. A savant, yeah. excuse me. Yes. It's in your Twitter profile. You actually have a T-shirt that says that that someone gave you. That, uh, that homage, uh, custom made for you. The T-shirt did. company. Yeah. Do you do you still love the craft mac and cheese out of the box that you would eat when you were like eight? All right. So I I've had this discussion with a couple of people because people still love that. I do. I do. My my mom actually is one of the people, and I'm, I'm, embar- I, I'm embarrassed. It's not good. You're about to say it's not good. You're about it's to not. say it's not good, and you're correct. You're totally right. You are completely right. It's not. I yeah. know it's not good. I know I could go to a restaurant like you had when we had dinner um, Saturday. I think you had some yeah. kind of like gourmet mac and cheese, and yeah. I know I could go get something like that or lobster mac and cheese or whatever. And I'm not saying Kraft mac and cheese is better than that at all, but I'm saying I would still love a hot bowl of Kraft mac and cheese because. It just has this like childhood feeling to it. I, I get you. And that's what most people usually say. But the people I've talked to, unlike yourself, think it's it's still good. It's just a different level of good. It's in a different category than the other things. And I'm just like, you're insane. I still definitely crave uh, Captain Crunch Crunch Berries. I would I could oh, eat yeah. myself. I eat myself sick. I know every now and then I'd buy it. I'm with Jason. I could eat myself sick on that and I'd be sick. Literally. I would be not feeling well afterward and want to just like lay on the couch, but I'd be happy. And your mouth would be cut up. Mm -hmm. Your mouth does get cut up, but I'd still sit there and be like, that was worth it. It was worth every bite. Like chewing up blades in your mouth. Definitely like razor blades in a bowl with milk. It is. It is. Russ, would you like to hear the news we didn't get to today? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, The Nets. We love talking about the Nets and uh, they were once destined for a championship. Actually, a lot of times lately, it seems like they've been destined for a championship. Weren't those Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce teams destined for a championship? They were destined for something, for retirement. And then you thought, oh, man, when they got KD and Kyrie. Uh, now, instead of being destined for a championship, they are facing down the very real possibility that of having to try to build around Ben Simmons. 
and his Yikes. remaining $114 million over the next three years. I wear out the Spotrack page for Ben Simmons because I can never believe it. I'll sit here and I'll be like, what's Ben Simmons owed? Like, you know, 80 million still. And you look it up and it's 114. Uh, here's the deal. Here's how it would go down for them in theory. Kyrie could decline his $37 million player option and leave, which for any number of reasons, you could see that happening. Uh, one of which being Kyrie is completely unpredictable in all facets of life, it seems like. Uh, that, if it happened, could prompt Durant to demand a trade because he looked around and he would see only Ben Simmons in his Captain Crunch outfit. Yikes. And might not want to be there. And that, Russ, would be how the Nets, once destined for a championship, become the Sacramento Kings. Yikes. That's but bad. In the end, but in the end, though, in the end, though, think about this for a moment. Yes, that's bad. Correct. Is is that maybe what they need? Because, like, what's the alternative here? You're not going to be – let's say you can keep Kyrie. You're not bringing in another star with Ben Simmons' contract messing you up for the next three years. Like, maybe what they need is to be forced into tearing it down. They hope that Kyrie looks around and says, I'm not going to take a pay cut to go to the Lakers. I'll make it work here. Me and KD can make this work and pray that Ben Simmons plays basketball again. The Tinder Swindler. Remember him? Yes, I do. Uh, Um, Simon uh, Levive. Simon Levive. The Tinder Swindler is back in the news uh, because he's back in court. Oh, doing court, doing court next week. Uh, Simon Levive is being sued by the real Levive Diamond family for impersonating being part of their family because he's definitely not. Uh, their CEO, I, I'm going to probably get this name wrong, but I think it's uh, Chigit. Chigit Levive says that uh, once the Netflix documentary came out, quote, it was game over for him. So his enemies are after him this time. He's not being paranoid <laughs> or, or making it up. Uh, he also uh, he also said that uh, Simon Levive acting like he owned the company for however many years was, quote, very sick. And very crazy. Uh, Levive Diamonds, the company, the family, has been for years having to deal with companies calling them and being like, hey, how come you haven't paid for this yacht or this private jet or whatever that you use? And they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. Uh, The three women that were profiled in that documentary, by the way, say that they are still $700,000 in debt from this. And uh, Cecily from the movie, Cecily... uh, Fellhoy, I believe, says that people need to stop laughing at this and take him seriously because he, quote, will defraud till the end of time. <laughs> well, I think he will. Yeah. I'm with Tom, man. I don't know. I'm getting these jokes off. <laughs> I'm sorry, Shorty, but I'm getting these jokes off. Didn't and we talked about it in our Tinder Swindler episode. Didn't nobody tell them to give that man money? Like, yeah, it, it's wrong. But bro, you uh, you met a dude online. You're gonna go on a private jet with him same day to then give him thousands and thousands of dollars. Come on, stop it. We've all we've all gotten gotten at some point. You know, not like that, but not like not to that extent. No, but everybody has gotten. Everybody has gotten gotten. But after a while, you just be like, man, 
I, I probably shouldn't be doing this or I got got on this one. I tried to buy shoes from a random website when I was a young <laughs> Did not get those shoes, but they sure enough took my money. I had to learn. Hey, don't be going on suspicious websites and trying to get shoes. So I got got. I just took the L on that. I stopped. I did not continue to be like, well, maybe they didn't receive the first payment. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I need to pay for Express. Like I didn't keep going with it. I stopped after the first one. All that intuition, yeah. Yeah, but I think Cecily Felhoy is right, though, that he will attempt to defraud until the end of time. Facts. You can't do that in jail, though. Well, he's done time twice, Russ, and it doesn't seem to have slowed him down much. He did uh, two and a half years in a Finnish prison, and he was sentenced to 15 months in in an Israeli prison, but got out after five months for good behavior. Yeah, it's going to be some brothers in there to slow him down. Clay Thompson. Holy cannoli, can Clay Thompson hold a grudge? Yes. After winning the title, he went on a, a little detour in the postgame press conference and called out the Grizzlies' Jaron Jackson for tweeting, quote, strength in numbers. That's the Warriors' motto and probably half of the college basketball teams around the country's motto. It's mm-hmm. not really that unique or clever. But uh, he, he got on he, he, in the middle of talking about winning their championship – Clay Thompson started talking about Jaron Jackson, uh, referring to a regular season game where Memphis beat Golden State back in March. Uh, he didn't call him Jaron Jackson. He called him, quote, this one player on the Grizzlies and, quote, frickin' bum and, quote, frickin' clown. Tony, play the clip for everybody. And strength in numbers is alive and well. <laughs> I can't wait. There was this one player on the Grizzlies who tweeted strength in numbers after they beat us in the regular season, and it pissed me off so much. <laughs> I can't wait to retweet that thing, freaking bum. That, I had to watch that. I'm just like, this freaking clown. Okay. 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 Sorry. That memory just popped up. You're going to mock us? Like, you ain't ever been there before, bro. We've been there. We know what it takes. So to be here again, hold that. We'll do a last couple for Clay. Mark Spears. No, he's not done. Twitter fingers. Can you believe it? <laughs> Mark in the back right. Uh, Clay, um, I got a memory like an elephant. I don't forget. And there was a lot of people kicking us when we were down. Uh, Where do we breakfast when I interview you for the first time? What's that? Oh, man, I forgot. But it was right by Broadway. I forgot the name, but I remember it was downtown Oakland. And I don't think you could guess I'd be here for a fourth time, Mark. You'd probably be like, heck no. What? <laughs> to be here again? This is incredible. You can't proclaim your to have the memory of an elephant and then immediately fail the first time <laughs> face. But that, probably a hard thing for him to remember. Probably something that happened. I mean, he, remember, Russ, he remembered the street it was on. That's not he was, that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what was your favorite part of that, Russ? What was your favorite phrase um, or moment in that detour that he took that, that was such a random callback, but you could tell he was mad about it? I'm, I'm with him having to smoke for Jan Jackson Jr. because I think to me, he was right. Like the Grizzlies hadn't won nothing. That like, was a, regu- it was a regular it, season game. It was a right for a regular season game. You gonna get hype over a regular season game? Like, look, we got rings. Now we have a fourth one. I, the, my favorite part is the hold that. Like, that was look. it for me to hold that. <laughs> yeah, before yeah. we hold that, hold that, and uh, hitting him with uh, the bruh at the end of a bruh. Yeah, <laughs> you ain't never been here, bruh. I think is what <laughs> you ain't he said. Never been here, bruh. Yeah. Uh, Clay had himself quite a time at the championship parade. He uh, he was wearing a sailor hat for 
much of it. Um, part of that might be because he lost his real hat, the one that the NBA gave him mm-hmm. uh, on a boat. Uh, he trucked a fan by accident. He did. He was kind of running around through the street celebrating. Uh, he lost one of his rings, one of his past rings. He lost it into a pile of confetti, and he's down on the ground searching for it frantically. Um, what was your favorite part of that series? If you look, if you look, maybe of the last game or maybe the series overall, what will you take away from the NBA Finals this year between Golden State and Boston that will really stick with you? Wardell Stephen Curry the second. Yeah, he had some dominant games, and I thought really uh, the end of Game Six when it was there for the taking, when they just had to land the plane, and he's got to be exhausted. He did everything perfectly. You could you could see he was so locked in. Every shot was perfect at the end of that game, and he I don't I don't know how he had the energy for it, given his age, given how much mileage, given given how late into the game, late into the season they were, but he willed himself to do everything perfectly down the stretch. Uh, one more note on the Warriors championship. Draymond Green, I don't know if you saw this, but he flew home wearing not just a funny shirt, but he was wearing one of the shirts that the Celtics gave away to their fans before one of the games that had a picture of all their championship banners. And then the last one was blank. And it said, it's all about 18. And on the blank one, Draymond took a Sharpie and wrote, nope. <laughs> Maybe in 23, he wrote. I would have liked seeing him wear one of the uh, Everybody Loves Tony Gill shirts on the plane. That would have been funny, too. Good promo. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Or there was a random Tony- I know Russ Dorsey shirt. <laughs> like, what? He might. Where would hey, Draymond, y'all, if, where would if y'all Draymond, have found this? If Draymond had heard what you said, he would have held. He would have, he he would have, have. had the smoke for you, as they say. And finally, Russ, uh, the Associated Press reports that biologists in Florida have trapped the heaviest Burmese python ever captured in the state. It is 18 feet long and 215 pounds. Who's it attached to? <laughs> this was a female Burmese python, and, and these are a big problem in Florida, in the Everglades, because this is an invasive species, and uh, they do a lot of damage. It probably got into the ecosystem down there from someone having one as a pet and then releasing it into the sewers or whatever, but uh, they trapped it using a scout snake, Russ. Now, that is a male snake who would want to breed with the snake that they're chasing, and they put a tracker on it, and then they follow it. And, uh, well, the uh, the guy who led this effort, uh, Dr. Ian Bartosik, explains this a lot better than I can. And now, Tony Gill reads... I don't know what happened to Tony Gill glasses. I think he's on vacation yeah, this week. No, no glasses for you. Uh, well, Tony Gill with glasses is not here. Tony Gill is. Oh, is diff- here. Okay, yeah, yeah, different person. My bad. I'm I'm in for Tony Gill with glasses this week. Um, all right, Doctor Ian Bartosik on trapping a 250 pound Burmese python. How do you find the needle in the haystack? You could use a magnet, and in a similar way. Our male scout snakes are attracted to the biggest females around. We knew he was there for a reason, and the team found with him the largest female we have seen to date. There you go. That's science right there, Russ. That's how they are catching and track. This group, by the way, has the Conservancy of Southwest Florida has removed over a thousand Burmese pythons since it was formed in 2013, and it has found 
a lot of interesting things when they open up these snakes. It has found 24 different species of mammal inside these pythons, 47 species of bird, and two species of reptiles in their stomachs. This 18-foot, 215-pound snake, they found hooves in its stomach, indicating that its last meal had been a white-tailed deer, which is a 150-pound animal. Man, we got to stop playing around with the global warming. These animals coming back, yo. Dinosaurs coming back, fam. All right. You look frightened. No, no, I'm I'm just all right. Um, I'm taking that in. Um, yo, the Python. So <laughs> that's gonna do it for this week's episode of Sports Adjacent. As always, we'd like to thank our wonderful sponsor, Sheets and Giggles. You can get $23 off your next order, sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA to get the softest sheets of your life. I love them. Tony loves them. Jason loves them. Everybody out there loves them. And for good reason, they keep you cool on the warm summer nights. They keep you nice and cozy. Keep the temperature 69 degrees. Wrap yourself up in some sheets and giggle sheets. You'll feel okay. Um, as always, make sure you like, download, subscribe to the podcast, share the videos on social. You guys have been doing a great job of that. We also have our exciting announcement coming very soon about our new partnership. Can't wait for that to come out, to drop. As soon as the, the ink dries on uh, all the legal stuff, we'll be able to tell everybody out there. We're really excited about it. Uh, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, Jason? Uh, this is the time in the show where we do one of Tony's classic signature endorsements of sheet and, Sheets and Giggles. Russ had mentioned that Tony loves these sheets. He loves them more than anybody, I think. Top five things I want on my naked body. Clothes, <laughs> lotion, cologne, my old lady, sheets and freaking giggles. It's all in the, in the crevices. It feels so good. Sheets and giggles. Let's go. All right, I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at him. He said in some the crevices? very good things in, in the crevices. I, I don't know. I've had some of my sheets and giggle sheets wrap you up because sometimes during the the night you're like tossing and turning, not uncomfortably, but just the natural uh, movement during your sleep. And sometimes when you're in the buff, you know, a, a sheet slides different places. They're soft sheets, so you don't even feel it most okay. of the time. It just right. like a, like a breeze, up. like. A, like whoa, yeah! What was that nice cool right breeze up in there, in between the cheeks? Yes, yes, Tony. It's the first time Russ has ever answered that question with yes. No, I, I do feel him on that one. I feel him on that one. So yeah, um, make sure you're sporting cheese giggles. We're excited to tell you about this new sponsor coming very soon. And if nothing else, we will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.